Hi everyone, this is Curly Conspiracies. I'm your host this week, Brooke Sasser, and I'm here with Holly Lowerman. Hi everyone! Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that we are currently doing a giveaway, and it actually ends tonight, July 22nd, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, so you only have a little bit longer to participate. For the giveaway, we are giving away three travel editions of the Conspiracy Theory game by Nettie Games. All of the giveaway directions are currently on our social media accounts. Good luck, and remember to act fast. We will be announcing the winners on Friday, July 23rd on social media. Now, before we start our episode today, I wanted to let you know that this is one that our patrons picked. If you'd like to be able to help pick an episode as well, you can join our Patreon and help decide on one episode a month. You'll also have access to tons of bonus content and episodes. Okay, now let's start the show. A knight was usually thought of as someone who would protect and follow out deeds for their lord and community during medieval times. However, black knights, or knights dressed in black armor, were thought to not have a lord or a leader, or at least not one that was around when they were spotted. Black knights usually are portrayed as someone hiding their identity, and are associated with darkness, death, and villainous deeds. So when a mysterious object was spotted around Earth's orbit, and the realization that it had been with us for hundreds and maybe even thousands of years, conspiracists couldn't help but wonder if Earth has its own Black Knight. Nostradamus was even quoted once saying that mankind would discover a machine in space that was sent to us by the Watchers. Could this object, this Black Knight, truly be a satellite sent to spy on us from the so-called Watchers? Alright guys, let's put on our tinfoil hats and get started. If you haven't heard of the Black Knight satellite conspiracy, you wouldn't be alone. I personally only heard about it this year, and after researching it, this case surprisingly will strike up interest with new evidence and then lay dormant for what seems like years at a time. In spite of the fact that this satellite debris, or whatever it could be, may have been in our orbit for at least a thousand years. Conspiracists and researchers have been digging into this case for years and began putting together sightings, research, and evidence across the country, and even pulled evidence against NASA, but whatever this thing is could be of extraterrestrial origin, or even spying on us. Although a spike of interest in this case has happened recently among the conspiracy community, conspiracists have found evidence dating back to at least 100 years ago and believe that this thing in our orbit could have been at least there for a millennia. The first evidence and sighting of the Black Knight satellite began in the late 1800s in Colorado Springs. Nikola Tesla was considered somewhat of a mad scientist, so to say, in his age, and people weren't surprised when he built a 210-foot-tall laboratory to conduct his experiments in. Nikola Tesla was experimenting with electricity and electromagnetic disturbances. 
While he was conducting experiments, he claims to have had contact from extraterrestrials and received signals from another planet. Nikola Tesla would later write these thoughts on his experiments. Quote, I had perfected the apparatus referred to so far that from my laboratory in the Colorado mountains, I could feel the pulse of the globe, as it were, noting every electrical change that occurred within a radius of 1,100 miles. He continues, it was at some time afterward when the thought flashed upon my mind that the disturbances I had observed might be due to an intelligent control. Although I could not decipher their meaning, it was impossible for me to think of them as having been entirely accidental. The feeling is constantly growing on me that I had been the first to hear the greeting of one planet to another, unquote. So in the quote, he talks about an electrical change and that he received signals from another planet. Like, where did he get these signals from? Or where, like, what did he find these signals on? So from my understanding, his goal was to learn more about wireless power transmissions. And so he was doing all these experiments with electricity and these electromagnetic disturbances. And I believe he was experiencing these pulses of power or electricity or whatever he was experiencing on a Tesla coil that he had created at the time. So I believe that's how he was kind of experiencing these things with these extraterrestrials. Oh, okay. All right. I see. Tesla's colleagues and his fellow community members did not take him seriously, but researchers and Black Knight theorists have come out saying that they do believe that Tesla encountered something extraterrestrial and that the source is from none other than the Black Knight satellite. Some sources say that Tesla himself would later say that he believed that the transmissions were coming from Mars. Although the debate is endless and other researchers believe he could have just been experiencing a pulsar from a celestial object or even radiation from Jupiter. Keep in mind though, this was late in the 1800s, 1899 to be specific, and others question if the equipment he was working with at the time was even advanced enough to pick up pulsars or radiation from that far away. Or is it more likely for him to have experienced something much closer in our orbit, like the Black Knight satellite? After the break, we will dive into more evidence and occurrences that have been related back to the Black Knight satellite. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Now back to the show. 
After Tesla's experience, more weird signals were being heard and experienced by other scientists. An engineer named Jorgen Halls also had an encounter in 1927. While listening to telegraph signals, Halls heard something strange coming through. Echoes. Echoes aren't too unusual, and Hall says that he heard the usual echoes that would go around Earth. But this time, something was different, and he couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Although there have been many studies done to try to figure it out, it's still thought of as unexplained. Black night theorists have since come forward saying that again, this echo was a transmission from the Black Knight satellite. Just like in Tesla's case, there are scientific hypotheses about what Howells could have experienced, but again, nothing has been proven for sure. During the time of Howells' experience and slightly after, more reports of a mysterious object hovering around Earth began to trickle in. Astronomer Clyde W. Tombaugh, the man who discovered Pluto, also began noticing and trying to track these objects that were so close to Earth. Many were identified as asteroids, some he was potentially not able to identify, and he deemed that some could eventually become satellites. Now, I was a little confused when I learned about that because I usually always associated satellites with an object in space orbiting the Earth and used for communication or collecting information. Although satellites from an astronomical point of view is just a celestial body orbiting the Earth or any planet. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, th- I thought the same as you did. Yeah, so just to clarify, Tombo was not insinuating that all the satellites were necessarily collecting intel on us. Regardless, after his renowned work with satellites, the U.S. Department of Defense hired him to work for them, and this is when conspiracists started to question him. The military wanted him to look for satellites close to Earth and ones that were in our orbit and examine their risk when it came to space exploration. Tamba's research and findings would be used in a journal article that later would be published by astronomer Lincoln LaPaz. To give you a little background information on La Paz, he was stated in the past saying that a sighting of green fireballs over the southwestern part of the United States were actually alien probes and not meteors like others have claimed. So La Paz is definitely a believer in extraterrestrials. In his own journal on satellites, though, he mentioned Tamba's mission and research with the Army and it came as a shock to everyone. Now, not everyone was thinking of aliens right off the bat, but they were concerned on a wider scale. From my understanding, until La Paz mentioned that in his article, no one really knew there was a specific investigation about satellites that the government was conducting, and people were worried if they were looking into just normal ones like asteroids, or if they were looking into artificial satellites. Keep in mind, it was 1954 by this point, and the U.S. was experiencing the Cold War, and the space race was about to begin as well. News articles such as Armed Forces Seek Stepping Stone to Stars were published, and everyone was wondering what and why the armed forces were so interested in satellites. Then, Donald Keyhole, who was an American naval pilot, published a book in 1954 titled Flying Saucers from Outer Space. 
He wrote about UFOs and even included interviews from the military about their personal experience and information they had on UFOs. People in the media naturally began to merge all of this information together and deem that the military were looking for artificial satellites. Some think that may have been a far stretch at the time, but just three years later in 1957, the Soviet Union would launch the first artificial satellite, Sputnik 1. And shortly after, the United States would launch their first satellite, the Explorer, in 1958. Not only this, but in July of 1958, the United States Congress would pass NASA into effect, and which, as we know, NASA coordinates America's activities in space. I could not tell you 100% of everything NASA does, but I'm sure that looking out for artificial satellites, whether extraterrestrial or just from another country, wouldn't be outlandish to consider. Yeah, that definitely doesn't seem out of their realm. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now that the world and the media are aware of satellites, the military's involvement, and now the idea that they could be connected to UFOs and satellites, the Black Knight satellite conspiracy was born. People were starting to come around to the idea that there could be a lot more of what's in space that we don't know. And looking back at Tomba's original research on satellites, and especially the ones he may not have been able to identify... The possibility of an artificial satellite, and one that had to do with aliens, seemed all too real. By 1959, Tomba ended up coming out and saying that the area around Earth was free from satellites. But people didn't automatically believe him, and many think he was forced to say that by the military officials that he worked for. So Tomba originally said that there were some things that were unknown in Earth's orbit, and now he's saying that there are no satellites in Earth's orbit? Yeah, that's what I got from it. It seems like in the 30s when he was just beginning his research and learning about all of this, he was doing a lot with research of asteroids and seeing if they were going to become satellites and looking in our atmosphere and seeing if there were satellites that were he was probably looking for, you know, real ones or natural ones, not necessarily artificial ones at the time in the 30s. But yeah, that's what he was kind of looking for. And it seems that Tomba came to the conclusion that some were asteroids and some he wasn't sure about. But now, after he started working with the military, it appears he's re-examining that statement and saying that our atmosphere and our orbit are free from satellites. So Tomba said that there are no satellites in Earth's orbit, but didn't the U.S. and Russia both already send a satellite into orbit already by this point? Yeah, that's true. And I'm thinking that maybe Tomba was possibly just meaning artificial satellites that we aren't aware of, but I don't know exactly. That is weird he would say that after, I mean, it was very well known that there were multiple satellites in our atmosphere at this time. That's really fishy. Yes, it definitely is. Gaia writers and staff wrote about their encounters and experiences that have since been connected to the Black Knight satellite. Other events that occurred were in 1953, when a professor at the University of New Mexico said that through a telescope he was able to see a blip of unknown origin, and this would be later tied to the Black Knight satellite. 
A few years later, Dr. Luis Corrales from Venezuela would take the first picture of the Black Knight while trying to capture a photograph of Sputnik II. Not only was the picture odd to say the least, and very different from Sputnik 2, the Black Knight was orbiting east to west, while both Sputniks are known to orbit west to east. It was also moving in a polar orbit, which meant it was passing above Earth's north and south poles on each revolution, which neither the U.S. or the Soviet Union were capable of doing at the time. Just to show you the difference, Holly, here's the first ever picture of the Black Knight and a picture of Sputnik 2. So the picture of the Black Knight really just looks like a stereotypical flying saucer of what like you would think about. Whereas the picture of Sputnik 2 doesn't look really anything like that. It almost looks like a, um, like just like a rocket ship, like the shape, the same shape. And so I just, I, I don't see how there's any way that the picture of the Black Knight could be Sputnik 2. They're very different. Yeah, I felt the same way. And the Black Knight almost looks, yeah, same thing. It looks like kind of a UFO shape that you would generally think of. Almost reminds me of like a bird a little bit too. Like it has this weird head shape going on at the top. So yeah, I totally see what you're talking about. Yes, and there were even more pictures taken in 1960 by an American satellite this time. It was showing an object, possibly the Black Knight, following Sputnik 1 this time. After the images being released and already word of potential alien satellites, the Time magazine and other media sources began reporting on it and deemed it could have had an extraterrestrial origin. Not only were there pictures now, but weird radars and transmissions were still happening. North American ham operators began receiving weird coded messages on their systems. One source did say that these signals were later studied by a Scottish astronomer named Duncan Lunan, and the messages ended up being a star map for Epsilon Bootis. But now how it looks today, how it would have appeared 15,000 years ago. With further examination in the echo delay discrepancies, he was able to determine the exact message and translate it to English. Here's the message it relayed. Our home is Epsilon Bootis, which is a double star. We live on the sixth planet of seven. Check that, six of seven. Counting outwards from the sun, which is the larger of the two. Our sixth planet has one moon. Our fourth planet has three. Our first and third planets each have one. Our probe is in the orbit of your moon. This updates the position of our cuteris shown on our maps. So this message is from other possible aliens from another solar system. Yes. So I think the thought is, is that whatever aliens are possibly controlling the Black Knight satellite or whoever is controlling this is from this Epsilon Bootis star system and is sending messages to Earth. And this was one of them. Wow. So it's almost like a hi this is where we're from kind of message and just tells a little bit about their solar system 
Yeah. And take this with a grain of salt. I mean, I have no idea like how he would have even gotten this translation from that. And he was an astronomer. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he does know something about this. But it, it seems like a really large leap. Maybe not, though. <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask the same thing. How was he even able to translate this message at all? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I was wondering, too. Yes. Yeah, I feel the same way. All that is interesting spoke on his claims, too, and said, quote, Lunin told the magazine Spaceflight that a 13,000-year-old UFO orbiting the Earth was to blame for the bizarre sightings and signals. He even claimed to have decoded them as a message and said they were instructions from an alien race on a double star named Epsilon Buddhis. Lunin later withdrew his fantastical claim and firmly stated he wanted nothing to do with the Black Knight satellite nonsense, unquote. Soon after this whole event, people began seeing the Black Knight show up on radars, and some could even see it with a telescope for almost two weeks. It's said that the government even made an effort to start investigating this object, but no report was ever released to the public. Lunin said all of this stuff and then went back on his claims too? Like, this is the second scientist, astronomer, that said all of this stuff about the Black Knight, and now it's like, oh no, it wasn't actually real. Yeah, I know. I don't know why all these people keep turning back on what they originally said. I don't know if they're, like, getting paid off or if they're just realizing that what they said was... Kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Wow, the second one. I mean, in their first claims are, like, so much information. It feels like they're fully on board with it, believe it, telling everybody it, and then they just, like... No, actually, it's all false. It's just a huge jump. Yeah, it really is. And soon after this event, people started seeing the Black Knight show up on radars, and some could even see it without a telescope for about two weeks. It's said that the government even started making an effort to investigate this object, but no report was ever released to the public. As more and more sightings were happening in the 60s, an incident occurred that sent the media into a frenzy. Find out what happened after this quick commercial break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to the show. In 1963, an astronaut named Gordon Cooper was in Earth's orbit and orbiting over Australia. All of a sudden, Cooper said that he could see a glowing green light ahead. Simultaneously, an Australian tracking station's radar had an unknown object moving east to west show up on their radar and they reported their findings as well. Soon, the news reported the events and the name, the Black Knight Satellite, and it was used from then on. 
NASA, of course, came out soon after and said that he was hallucinating. They said that there was a malfunction in Cooper's space capsule, which caused gases like carbon dioxide to be released and caused him to have this hallucination. Gordon Cooper was very adamant about what he saw and sticks by it. He even stated that NASA had prohibited him from talking about this experience. One source was talking about this experience, Holly, and I just had to include it because I know you would love it. The source stated that, of course, NASA would say it was a hallucination caused by emitted gases. They used the swamp gas excuse for everything, even for things in outer space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why? Like... I still, to this day, had no idea that the swamp gas explanation would be used for literally anything that could be UFO, satellite, extraterrestrial. Yeah, it's it's insane the amount of times they, they claim swamp gas <laughs> or it, something similar to swamp gas. In space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, Oh my goodness. (laughs) In the 70s, word came out about a secret society that may have had something to do with the Black Knight called the Council of the Nine. Gaia writers mentioned the involvement of Gene Roddenberry, who created Star Trek, and his role and involvement with the Nine. Gaia said, quote, the nine in brief were a group of prominent people who believed that they channeled messages received by their leaders were actually messages sent by extraterrestrials. Gaia said, quote, the nine in brief were a group of prominent people who believed that the channeled messages received by their leaders were actually messages sent by extraterrestrials. Roddenberry allegedly based his Star Trek episodes on what he learned from the Nine, including the giveaway title he chose for a post-Star Trek series called Deep Space Nine. Many believe the source of the channeled messages was the Black Knight, unquote. Another person named Philip K. Dick also claimed to speak with alien beings, and many believe that they were from the Black Knight as well. And many say his encounters are consistent with the decoded messages that Lunin mentioned before. So Lunin's not the only one who's decoded messages from the Black Knight satellite. Apparently not. And apparently whatever this guy heard was pretty similar to what Lunin heard, I'm assuming. So I guess they were decoding the same way? Or, I mean, how are they even getting these messages? Right? With the Nine, I don't think it's necessarily them trying to decode something like Lunin did. It feels like more almost like a psychic ability, like somebody's channeling messages to them and they're somehow receiving this in their minds. After this event, things seemed to quiet down about the Black Knight satellite until 1998 when images came out from astronauts on the space shuttle Endeavour while they were on their way to the International Space Station. While on their way, they took pictures of what appears to be the Black Knight satellite in the background. Now, let me just show you some of the pictures they took, Holly. 
So this picture does look like the other picture that I saw earlier, except this one is kind of tilted in a different way. It almost looks like vertical instead of horizontal like the other picture. It's a little hard to tell if it's the same object or looks like the same object from the picture that I saw before of the Black Knight just because it is in a different position and that it's vertical instead of horizontal, but it does look similar. I agree. It feels like it could be, like you said, just like a different angle or turned a different way. And in this case, though, it kind of reminds me of like a car. I feel like that's my first thought when I look at it, like a ginormous car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see how you're how you're seeing that. It does look like there's almost wheels and it looks like, I don't know, the, the back end kind of looks a little weird. It almost looks like a fin or something <laughs> instead of like the back tail of a car almost maybe. But yeah, I could I could kind of see it being a car. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, of course, people are freaking out when they see these pictures. And they're saying that something's not normal about it. And are again starting to relate it to aliens. And they think that this is the Black Knight satellite. NASA immediately comes out to shoot down rumors. And the astronauts all say that it is space debris. One astronaut, Jerry Ross, said that these images were taken while the international space system was being constructed. He said that in this case, they were wrapping thermal covers around certain parts of the station. The thermal covers would keep heat loss to a minimum for any exposed metal. During this process, one of the thermal covers came loose, and soon it had floated away and there was no hope of getting it back. They said that this thermal cover or blanket, as some sources quote, is what's pictured. A few days after the picture was taken, they said that the thermal blanket burned up in our atmosphere and is no longer there today. To make matters more fishy, a NASA website update made the original links to these photos inoperative and no longer accessible. This, of course, caused the public to believe that NASA was covering something up. That is really weird, though, because NASA did say, oh, it's just like a thermal blanket covering. It was nothing weird, and let's move on. But then they purposely take down the photos to make sure that people don't look at it. It definitely does seem like they're trying to cover something up there. Yeah, I feel like it was either a genius plan for them to have a website update that magically took these pictures down or just really insanely bad timing on their part. But I agree, it definitely seems like it could be a cover-up. Then in 2015, two people in two totally different parts of the country were taking pictures of the blue moon that evening. In front of the blue moon is an object that appears to be the Black Knight. I placed the picture below Holly. Now, one of the two has apparently been accused of posting fake UFO footage before, but the other one has never been associated with UFOs and didn't even notice the shape in the picture until the next day. It does seem like a strange object, but because it's so far away and the picture is so grainy... I really can't tell either way, to be honest, whether it's a Black Knight satellite or something else entirely. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. And to make this case even crazier, what sources describe as a controversial UFO group who have a YouTube channel called Secure Team 10 posted a very interesting video clip in 2017. It shows a burning white light slowly moving across the sky. It looks almost like what you imagine a comet to look like. This is apparently the Black Knight satellite being shot down. Then a smaller object moves across the bottom of the screen, and the UFO group believes that this is an Illuminati warplane that purposely attacked the satellite and that elite Illuminati soldiers were behind the attack. Not only this, but as the satellite is burning, it splits into two objects, with one being the circular shape, and they believe it to be an alien escape pod. Obviously, there seems to not have been a ton of proof besides speculation of the video, but who knows what we will find in years to come, I guess. I was just about to ask, what evidence or proof do they have besides this video? Because, I mean, they're already claiming that the Illuminati is involved, it's an escape pod, that they're that the Illuminati is attacking the Black Knight, the Black Knight shot down. Like, that's just a lot of information coming from one possible video that has, I mean, it's just the video of a burning white light. Like, it just seems like a huge leap. Yeah, I agree. And you guys can watch the video as well. If you look it up on YouTube, it's there. I'll also have it linked in our sources as well. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if I got a whole Illuminati war plot from watching the video, but <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they have more information than they're letting on. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure where it's coming from, but sure, maybe. <laughs> Besides the most recent events in 2017, no more evidence has surfaced surrounding the Black Knight satellite, but the question remains, what is or was the object that was pictured in space? The first theory, of course, is that it was simply space debris and that the different encounters and radio transmissions are all separate entities and not related to the Black Knight satellite, or at least the one we saw by NASA. The next theory is that this is an alien satellite used to spy and or communicate with humans and watch our actions on Earth. Many from this theory believe that it could be almost 13,000 years old and was placed here by ancient aliens. After looking into the first possible experiences with Nikola Tesla, the bizarre encounters with the transmissions and possible encrypted messages, the sightings by astronauts, as well as photographs. What do you think, Holly? What is behind the Black Knight satellite? I was really surprised with all of the evidence of the Black Knight satellite theory, especially because conspiracy theories dealing with things like UFOs and satellites, aliens, space, or anything extraterrestrial, really, usually don't have a ton to go off of. So, this was really fascinating to learn about. I, I don't think I necessarily agree that every piece of evidence presented was the Black Knight, such as the burning white light video, but some of them are a little more believable. 
I was kind of surprised that there wasn't another theory about the United States or another country having like a secret satellite that they're hiding from the public where they're researching about things they don't want us to know about. I will say the decoded psychic messages I have a hard time believing as well, but I still think it is strange that they went back and stated that what they said earlier wasn't true or they just explained it away. Unless they really did find out what it was and couldn't tell anyone. I'm kind of on board with the Black Knight satellite theory. I mean, there are pictures, radar signals, and professionals in the field claiming this to exist. So it seems like this could be a thing. I don't know if I would say aliens are exactly involved with it, but I could see there being a satellite that's unknown to the public out there. Yeah, that's just what I was thinking. I feel like all the evidence on its own, I find somewhat believable in some aspects and then other aspects I don't necessarily if I believe the whole thing. For instance, with Nikola Tesla and his experiments and then going into the other radar signals and all of that in the beginning, it did seem like a lot of people were experiencing similar and weird things that definitely could have been extraterrestrial. Now, whether they were actually coming from the Black Knight satellite or maybe just having weird, bizarre circumstances in general, I'm not sure. And then with the astronaut who saw the possible Black Knight satellite or this green light in the Australian radar system that saw it as well. I mean, that seems believable to me. And I definitely think he saw something that day. But was it just something extraterrestrial? Or again, was it the Black Knight satellite? And I feel like each case kind of feels that way to me. Like, oh, that could be extraterrestrial. But I don't know why we're connecting it to the Black Knight satellite per se. I see what you're saying. Like all of these pieces of evidence are really good pieces of evidence, but it seems like they're all connecting it to the Black Knight satellite, which doesn't always seem like there's a connection. Like the green light, that literally could be anything. It doesn't mean that it's from the Black Knight satellite because there's nothing really tying it to there. A green light and then this satellite. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and even to go back to the psychic and decoded messages that we talked about a little bit, I will say, I don't I don't know. I definitely believe that some people have like psychic abilities and can be able to sense things. Now, whether or not these nine were experiencing psychic messages from extraterrestrials and if the other messages were truly accurately decoded to say those things about them coming from a different star system I'm not 100% sure but other than that I would have to say that the other pieces of evidence I definitely think there could be something to them and again like we just mentioned I just don't know if I'm 100% on board that they're connected to this satellite that we don't have 100% proof of. I do feel like NASA and the government know more things than they're letting on to, so who knows. Thank you for tuning in today, and let us know what you think is behind the Black Knight satellite conspiracy theory.
Thank you guys for tuning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and search for the handle curlyconspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by Megua Ren Productions, Brooke Sasser as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Holly Lowerman as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design, Roundtable Audio Productions. The theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production and Invito Market.